anyone can do it as long as you're prepared to put in the work. Are you searching for your ideal career, fed up of your daily grind, or simply want to hear some inspiring stories? Then you've come to the right place, because it's time to do a job you love. It's time to get work savvy. Welcome to the first Get Work Savvy episode. I hope that you're well, and I'm super excited that you could tune in for this first full show. For those of you who haven't listened to the introduction, let me introduce myself properly. My name is Liam Gardner. I'm an e-product manager for a national training provider in the UK. And I'm also the host of the Get Work Savvy podcast. Join us every week as we learn about what others consider their dream job to be, as well as what it really takes to work in a range of different industries. I know from experience that the world of work can be a really daunting place. It doesn't matter if you're a school dropout or a master in your field. It's easy to get lost doing something that simply isn't your calling. Now, it's my belief that if you have the right drive and determination, that in 2018, you can find a way to get paid for your passion. For those of you who haven't checked out the introduction, then why not go back and listen in to what my motivations are about starting the project and what you can expect and how you can get involved. For those of you that have listened to that first episode and have moved on to this one, I'm so excited that you're keen to hear more. And don't forget to subscribe in the podcast app of your choice to get updated with new episodes as they arrive. Now, each week, we're going to be focusing on a new guest, sharing their inspiring story, finding out what their motivations are and how it is they got paid for their passion. But remember, motivation, although it's important, it is equally important to take action and not just walk around with that fuzzy feeling inside. So be sure to stay tuned to the end of the show where we're going to summarise all the tips, tricks and advice on offer and how you can translate that no matter the career you're interested in. Now, today's guest is Owen. And I met Owen a few years ago now, and I must say he's such an inspiring character. Whilst working alongside Owen, we got talking about our interests and our dreams of escaping our 9 to 5. And most people I worked with had similar plans of getting out of their dull and uninspiring day job. But Owen was the first person that I met who actually made me really truly believe that I shouldn't settle for the job that I'd landed in just to pay my bills. But not only that, Owen would also keep me to account. So he'd come in and start talking to me about what it was that I was actually doing, having talked about something that previous week. Now, compared to so many other people, Owen was different because he was actually acting upon what we were talking about instead of just really dreaming about what it is that he wanted to do. Now, if you're here because you don't know what you want to do or if you feel lost in a dead end job, then I know exactly how you're feeling because for over 10 years, I've been in those exact positions. One thing Owen helped me on was to focus in on what it was that I was interested in. So I'd love to pass that advice on to you. But how can you do that? Well, the tip that I've got for you is thinking about that we lived in some kind of utopia, somewhere where everything was perfect and you could do exactly what it is that you wanted to do. Now, no cheating in this fictional world. You still need to do some kind of work. But Think about how you would spend your day if money wasn't a factor. Try not to think about what will make you rich in today's society, not what your friends are doing or something that seems kind of cool at the moment, but something that you'd absolutely be happy doing if you weren't getting paid for it. Because at the end of the day, money won't make you happy. I mean, of course it does help, but I've found that in my experience, people that are passionate about what they do are the happiest. Right, now that's enough of me rambling on. I hope that you found that little tip and bit of advice absolutely valuable. 
let's dive into today's episode and hear what Owen does and how he gets paid for his passion when he's not doing his day job. So hi to Owen and welcome to the Get Work Savvy podcast. How are you doing? I'm good, mate. How are you? You good? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you very much. So for those of you who aren't familiar, could you just introduce what it is that you do, Owen, and and what your world is? Uh, right. Well, outside my, my normal nine to five job, I am a DJ producer. Um, I also run two drum and bass record labels. One is Ten Ton Beats and the other is Ten Tons Deeper. I've recently got back into the studio and I'm going under the alias Project Lando. Fantastic. So for those of you who aren't aware, I know that you've had some success with Project Lando recently, Owen, and, and you've got picked up by um, some of the BBC introducing, is that correct? That's correct, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, as, as I said, like I've got the, the nine to five that you know we've all got to do. Um, and one day, driving home, Radio 1 on, as it normally is, and uh, I think it was Clara Anfo's show, but she was just going, yeah, um, this, we do this BBC introducing thing when you, you can just upload your music to the BBC uploader and we'll play it on the radio. And I thought, well... Why not? <laughs> yeah, I make music. I've got a computer. I can upload. Let's make this happen. So, I mean, to be fair, like, it, it wasn't... I'd heard it one day and then it wasn't until probably about two weeks after that I actually uploaded my first bit of music and that was because I'd had a bad day at work and I was a little bit like, do you know what? I, I, I really, really could do without this nine to five nonsense. Let's, let's try and um, do something else. So that day I got home, I decided not to have a nap because I'd been at work from early, went straight through the house, out the kitchen door, into my little studio whacked the computer on and sent off a track that I'd finished like a couple of days before that. So it was clearly meant to be you listening to that moment on the radio. Had you had it been a minute or two earlier or later, you might have even missed that. I, I could have missed it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I could have missed it. To, to be fair, I'd, I'd been to Radio One's big weekend in Norwich and I was at the introducing stage. So I knew of the introducing thing, but I, did, I wasn't aware it was kind of so, easy Open. to kind of yeah to just anyone could just send stuff in so yeah fantastic great stuff mm. yeah man so you mentioned obviously two record labels yeah could you just explain to people what it is that you do with that and how that works so i've been doing i've been involved in in music specifically the drum bass genre for you know more years than i care to remember so but i i would assume it's it's in the 15 20 year region but kind of early, early on, I, I I linked up with a friend of mine called Wade, and we were both trying to break into into the drum and bass industry. And one of the one of the ways to do that seemed to be to to run a record label. And what what we did first is we went to a distributor's, um, someone who distributes music to all the record shops, and we asked for a, what they call a P and D deal which is uh, payment and distribution, I think it is. Okay. And what, what they do is they kind of, you, you, you sign your artist, you, you look out there, see who's talented, you have a little word with them, and you say, look, I'm, I'm running this record label, would you like to release some music with us? And most bedroom producers, all they want is for their, their music to be heard. So they will normally say, 
I'd love you to, you know, there's not many people that will say no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could imagine like if, if I was in that position, I'd, I'd be super excited. Somebody to offer me that chance. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you know, you always try and make it sound a lot better than it is. So once they say to you, right, we'd like to release some music with you, then you, you take their music and you take it to the distributors and you say, this is, this is going to be the name of our label. And this is the music we'd like to release. And there's, there's a little bit of a quality control thing that they'll do. Okay. That you're not releasing absolute nonsense. Yeah. So you're not just. Um, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then they, they will pay for it to be distributed. And then when the money comes back in, then they'll take whatever they paid for it to be distributed back. And the rest will go to the label. You promote on all your social medias and, you know, you're on road as much as you can. And just to try and build a little bit of a reputation for the label and people start to buy into what you're doing. And you, you kind of, you know, you look for more people to, to sign and release and you just kind of build your way up, mm-hmm. really. And that's what I've been doing for the past, I know, 10 or so years. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that having worked together previously, yeah. we've chatted about this, obviously, like yeah, definitely. Your passion and, and, and it was really interesting talking about it. So so thanks for coming and sharing your story again on here. But would you say that there's a lot of work involved with that then, more than kind of what people might imagine? Because listening to that, I get the feeling that I could probably do it. How much kind of blood, sweat and tears do you have to put in that? Is it quite a, an ordeal or...? Uh, it, ta- it, it takes a lot of work. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know, it, it does take a lot of a lot of dedication, a lot of discipline in a way to kind of just keep, you know, like that. First, like I was telling you, that first release, we, we didn't make a lot of money from at all. You know, we made hardly anything. Mm-hmm. Um, once the distributors have taken their bit back and you've got to kind of believe that, you know, if you carry on going, you'll get there in the end. Yeah. So in in a way, anyone can do it as long as you're prepared to put in the work, because it's it's one of those things you know you get out of it what you put in. Every spare minute that you've got, you try and throw at this thing that you're trying to do. And I suppose the beauty of it is because you love it. It doesn't necessarily feel like a kind of job, although it takes a lot of effort. That because you love it, then then it's just kind of like having a bit of fun, but also making making it work. Yeah, it's one of those things like you don't notice the hours going past. Like I say, on days when I'll I'll come home, I've had a bad day at work and I'm just trying to throw myself at stuff I do outside of work to maybe do that for a living instead. That time that I'm using to do that, it it goes so quickly. Whereas, you know, when you're doing your nine to five, the the day seems to drag so much. But, you know, when you're doing that thing that you, you really love and that you you care a lot about time just seems to go so quickly you can lose three or four hours without even thinking about it yeah yeah they they say that about things that you love don't they so yeah I, I can concur with that with my experience of doing doing a job that I love so I can certainly relate to that so um so yeah totally agree yeah so anyone who's thinking about this could be something that they might be interested in doing themselves would you say there's there's I wouldn't imagine there's any specific qualifications you'd need for this or or would it be wrong in saying that? Well, to be honest with you, Liam, mate, I decided to go to, to college to study uh, music production and sound engineering quite a few years ago now. And that, that has helped me because on, on those kind of courses, it's not just the studio stuff that they teach you about. They also teach you about music business 
and um, you know what organisations you can you can join to to earn royalties from, and you know some really really good bits of information that have always stuck with me. But at, at the same time, I know lots of people who haven't done that, but are still trying to get into doing the same thing and kind of you know learning by On the you know yeah. making mistakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's the best way to learn is to make a mistake. Do you know what I mean? You then you learn not to do that again and to do it a different way. So there are lots of people do it that way as well. But there there are courses out there that can make things a little bit easier. I suppose like just a just from reflection on, on when I was studying IT at university, I remember that people would would often say, Liam, you do computers, go and uh, sort the DVD player out or something like that. <laughs> People don't necessarily understand what's involved until they're actually thrown into it. Yeah, I had a couple of buddies who did media studies, and it was like, "Oh, you just watch TV," and it's it's certainly not that, is it? So it's a little bit more than that. It's a little bit more. So, um, yeah, great insight about about that qualification, and and like you say, there will be those qualifications out there that you can do it, do that kind of thing, and and I suppose that give you a good setting for for actually creating a a label i guess with with understanding kind of more of the business aspects yeah it, it it did set me up really well i mean to be honest like at the time when i was doing the course i was doing the course because i wanted to be better at making tunes i wanted to be better at making music but it was those other little lessons that were kind of built into the course as well that i found a little bit more because you know without blowing my own trumpet i had a degree of natural talent <laughs> you know, I'm, you know I'm just telling it like i can vouch for that i can vouch for that it's just telling it like it is mate you know <laughs> uh, but you know i, I had a, a certain degree of natural talent the making tunes bit i could kind of already do but i wanted to learn how to be a little bit more technical about doing it mm-hmm. the business side of it I wasn't expecting to get as much out of that as I did. And I wasn't expecting that bit to stick with me as long as it has. Yeah. It, it's almost like you saw that on your timetable and uh, thought, what on earth's that on there for? But actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, oh God, why don't I want to know about music business? I want to make tunes. I'm an artist now. Okay? <laughs> but, you know, as, as any artist will, will tell you, you have to have a, a little bit of music business nounce about you before you can, you know, really stand on your feet properly. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, people will just take advantage of you. So you do need to know a little bit about how the business works. Have you had any kind of like bad experiences or, or anything that you can kind of point to at the moment for anyone listening to, to try and avoid like standard mistakes that people make? I think, uh, and I'll, I'll be really honest now, Liam, mate, I think one of my biggest mistakes was um, it's, it's very easy to get involved with a group of people that are heading towards the same goal. So you're all you're like a little collective together, all aiming for the same thing. But although that's great, and I'd, I'd never stop anyone or advise anyone not to do that, what you must make sure you do is make sure you also have your own path, mm-hmm. the, your own thing that you've got going on, as well as what's going on with your little collective thing. I think that own path bit is something that I would have done a lot earlier if I'd realised that's what I needed to do. I listened to a few podcasts, um, some business ones like that, um, Gary Vee and, and, uh, yeah. and Ask Pat, and I know that 
a lot of people row around kind of these mastermind groups, like getting involved with people who are like-minded and, and trying to do the same thing. But I think you're absolutely right there. And in, in knowing your own mind and knowing your own path, you're, you're the one who's got an answer to you at the end of the day. So like being strong and, and making sure that you're doing what's right for you is, is the, the most important thing. And if it's also right for the group, happy days, but, but yeah, I think that's, um, that's a wonderful piece of advice. So thanks for that. Yeah, yeah, you're very welcome, mate. And it's um, it's it's one that I I really I, I live that way now. I, I I've got lots of friends, um, and we we all we're all into the music, and you know we're all kind of trying to do it, do a little something. But you know I always make sure I've got my own thing going on as well. Good stuff for anyone out there who's perhaps thinking about it or knows somebody who wants to get into kind of the music production and particularly drum and bass. Yeah, what kind of equipment do you use? on a regular basis for for that and and what kind of skill set do you think that somebody would need i mean if you want to produce music um i think you have to be primarily absolutely obsessed with music you know like you, you know me <laughs> i'm i'm always yeah always listening to tunes do you know what i mean i'm always got something on in the car or i'm listening to something at some point and i think one if if you're that kind of person then then you're you're heading the right way I think kit-wise, at the beginning, keep it simple, man. Keep it simple. Don't get too much hardware or software that you don't know how to use. You've just seen other people use it. Just keep it simple and learn things slowly but surely. Do you know what I mean? You just want to get the basics. Yep. So for me, that would be a laptop, a keyboard, two studio monitors, Studio monitor is very important. So what's a studio monitor, just in case people? A studio monitor is like a speaker. They've got a very flat response, which means they give you an accurate representation of what you're making on the computer. So when you take it out of your little studio and play it somewhere else, it's, it, it should sound the same. So you get more of a real sound from it? You get a much more real sound from using um, studio monitors, for sure. Great stuff. Yeah, and then like, you know, DJing-wise, a couple of Pioneer CDJs and a mixer um, that keep me going as well. What did you learn first, DJing-wise or um, or mixing? Did you learn to listen to, to both tracks at the same time and know where to, to mix in? Or, or what? Did, how did you get started with that? Um, I, as I say, like, music addicts from, from young. So I, I used to watch music videos, I like... Those those hip hop music videos where you got the rapper at the front and the DJ at the back. I was always always watching the DJ guy. You know the rapper's great, but what is he doing back there? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Um, so I just used to watch those guys and what they were doing and try and replicate what they were doing with my little record player at home. And then you know when I got old enough to kind of go out and watch DJs, I'd watch. I would be one of those you know DJ geeks that just stand there watching what the DJ is doing and try and replicate it again at home and listening listening to what they're doing and try and replicate it again at home. And it, it takes a little while before you kind of unravel it in your head. But you start to use timing, like you say, bringing in the record at the right time. And when you start to learn how to bring in the record at the right time, you can start trying to time that record with the other record and get them in sync together. Fantastic. I, I love music, but not to the level of, of your good self. <laughs> like that's that's for sure. I remember yeah. <laughs> thinking about yeah. that stuff when I was a kid, but yeah, I didn't have the passion for it clearly because because uh, my path has led me on something different. So 
but yeah, great advice for anyone. Um, and and I think you're right. I think yeah that if if you're going to go into that world, you're already going to be kind of listening to to how things work and and notice little things that perhaps other people might not. And and great tip again, like for for kind of checking out people, what they're doing um, when you're seeing them live or. Or if you're on YouTube, you can. Um, I, I know that that you go onto like Facebook Live and stuff every now and again. So it's kind of like having a, a cheeky peek at what other people are doing and, and seeing what's picked up from that. Do you know what YouTube is a brilliant, brilliant example of of somewhere where you can go and just type in whatever it is, DJ tutorial or production tutorial or you know whatever it is you want to learn how to do, you can find it on YouTube even now I do that like if I if I'm trying to if I'm building a track and uh there's a there's a particular bass line that I want to I want to use now I don't know how to make it I'll just go on YouTube and find out find somebody else who's already made it and they'll show you yeah. how to make it do you know what I mean and then you then you put your own little twist on it you know you've got to be creative in some way and give it your own stamp but YouTube is a brilliant resource for um, learning any kind of you know music production or, or DJing or anything like that yeah I, I absolutely agree I think once upon a time when I was a, a tutor and assessor I remember suggesting that to some of my students and and some of them like looking at me as if to say I was like are you meant to be suggesting I'll go onto YouTube or anything but but it's such a wealth of, of resources on there for, for all kinds of things whether that's DJing skills or, or changing a light bulb <laughs> yeah exactly exactly that Exactly that. Like you know, I, I used it to find out. Uh, I bought a, a car recently, and I couldn't. I couldn't find where the bonnet catch was. <laughs> so I went to YouTube. <laughs> bonnet catch for you know, whatever car it is, and the, yeah, and then you know, five million videos As come up of everyone yeah. finding the bonnet <laughs> catch. You know, so um, <laughs> you know, it's 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 one of the best resources out there, I'd say, but for for learning. Yeah, for yeah, learning. great stuff. So. Back to the, the music then. So when you were growing up or even like nowadays, would you, would you, could you point to any like kind of role models or if you had a mentor or anything like that to help you get to where you would got to today? I think I, probably the first one is my brother, I think, because he was another music addict and had vast uh, record collection. So did he get it? Did he take you into that kind of path? Do you think that like, I, I think I just watched I just watched him and I remember one day he, he brought his tape home and he played it and um, someone was um, like DJ scratching on it uh-huh. and he, he said he said that was me and I, to this day I don't know whether it was or not but I was so impressed at that point <laughs> of this this scratching that I, it just it just made me obsessed about DJing even more um, so he was he was probably my, my first role model as to kind of buying music and and DJing it and then I started following people like DJ Premier who was a really big DJ with a rapper called Gangstar in the in the 90s and then more recently as as I kind of switched from hip-hop to drum and bass there's a DJ called Andy C who is you know probably he, he just recently won uh, number one drum and bass DJ in the world but he he was somebody that I used to do that really geeky stand in front of the decks when he's on and just watch him do what he does. <laughs> and you know, I always kind of watched his I've watched his career grow and, and you know, I 
I wouldn't say I know him, but if I saw you felt him, like you'd grown with him. Yeah, he'd know who I was. If I was, I was peering over yeah. the DJ decks that much, he'd he'd have to know who I was. <laughs> you'd get a friendly nod if yeah, you were, yeah, exactly you were passing. That, exactly that. <laughs> and um, yeah, I've always looked at him. And then and then there's this recently, even more recently than that, there's this guy called Mr. Traumatic, who's actually an, an MC. But what I what I really like about him is I was talking earlier about, you know, being part of a collective, but always having your own path as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he he forged his own path. And now, and you don't always have to do this, but now he's moved away from his collective that he was with and has gone on from strength to strength, doing all the work himself. So that's, so he produces his own music. He raps his own music. He does all his own bookings. He sorts out all his own tours. He's kind of the one-man band. I've got a lot of respect for how much work that a guy puts into what he does and how far it's got him. That that sounds awesome. I mean, and ties in exactly to what you mentioned earlier. Yeah, um, like knowing your own path and and learning off your your collective and and those that you're yeah. in that group with. And then when you feel you're ready, why not try and push yourself to to do that a little bit extra and. And like now, I guess he's got free reign. He's the boss and, you know, he does what he, he feels is best. And, and yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he, yeah, I'll take my hat off to him. He's done really well. You know, he's, he's, he's sold out shows in, in Australia. Wow. And, you know, this is this, uh, a, a kid from Wales, you know. So I've got a lot of respect for what he does. I think he's, he's a good, good person to look at if you're, you know, you want to be an artist um, in your own right and work under your your own rules. He's someone that has has done it, so it's a good person to look at. Good stuff. In your your career so far, mm-hmm. obviously very proud of of your your BBC introducing. But what would you say would be your proudest moment? Would it be that, or would there be a, an alternative? I've got to say um, the BBC introducing thing is got to be pretty up there. I've had two tracks on there now, and the second one I sent in and. The third one I sent in, they they played both of them. So massive, massive proud moments there. Also, I've had a few number ones on the drum and bass charts on some of the download stores awesome. for the labels like Ten Ton Beats um, and Ten Tons Deeper. And probably one of my proudest moments was playing to two thousand odd crazy Germans <laughs> in nineteen ninety nine. Going into 2000 for the the millennium, incredible. Playing the midnight set as well. Wow, that was pretty pretty up there as well. <laughs> never forget that, I'd imagine. Never, never. How did that all work out? Did they find you or? Yeah, um, basically, there is a, in this industry and probably a lot of other industries as well. There is a certain amount of it's it's about who you know. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine went out to Germany to MC. And and he said to the promoter, I think he said, "There's there's a DJ that I know that's that's pretty that's pretty good. You know, you might want to get him out of here." Shouts to my boy Fat Man D for that. <laughs> they asked me to come out. I, I got in contact with them, and you know, they kind of said, "Yeah, we, we've heard of you, blah blah blah." And they asked me to come out there, so they 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 flew me out there. I played a set, and they enjoyed it so much. They, I mean, this was I think this was like in in October. They enjoyed the set so much that they said, we'd really like you to come back for our big millennium bash in the, the December. 
so yeah, well, I was straight out there, mate. <laughs> Didn't have to ask. Twice. <laughs> Didn't have to think about that. No, one. no, no. I was straight out there, and it was it was a lot of fun. I had a really really good time. Awesome, and just goes to show, like you put the hard work in, somebody puts a good word in for you, and uh, and you never know where that could lead. So very yeah, much fantastic. So. Yeah, very much so. And and the final one um, was. I think it was 2016. I put my own night on in um, in Ipswich, and it was packed from front to back. And I'd done I'd done all the work for that myself. Like I hadn't and gone halves with anyone. I put all the money in myself and all the promotion to myself. And um, I was very proud of of what we got out the other end. It was a, it was a really good night. So yeah, I suppose it's. Um when you go in like when you with a partner in that kind of um, yeah. scenario you, you you share the profit but you also exactly, share the risk exactly i, I, I tell you i, I tell you what massive pride but massive yeah, relief yeah, yeah. when you're doing it on your own you know the risk you know when it, you open those doors and there's not many people in there you're starting to think oh this is gonna go uh, but fortunately <laughs> um you know quite soon after the doors opened a few car loads and coach loads and a lot of people started to walk through the doors which was was just made me so happy (laughs) (laughs) good for you man good Good for you so um could you point people to any kind of books or podcasts other resources they might want to check out if if they're trying to look to get into like similar industry to you um there's there's a wealth of stuff out there right now i know there are i mean if you want a kind of one-to-one production classes which a lot of established djs are doing at the moment dj producers there's actually a guy called um dj heist who does a really good one-to-one production class i know it's going really really well i'm sure if you were to put in heist production class into google you would you'd find something who specializes in drum and bass if that's what you want to do and there's also people like even like dead mouse and a few others are are getting onto this kind of one-to-one production classes that can be done online or it can be done face-to-face. Um, there's like webinars of big drum and bass record labels like Hospital Records. They they do webinars. They do live production meetings as well, someplace in Brighton or something. And then and then like there's obviously groups on pages on facebook that you can join to get tips and tricks on you know the technicalities of of making music and and how to to break in fantastic so just for those of you that are listening we'll put those in the show notes some of those suggestions some links yeah. into the show notes so if you do want to check those out instead of scrambling to google don't worry they'll be in those uh those show notes on on your podcast app so we'll give you access to those so um thank you very much for that owen yeah not a problem mate I'm, i know you mentioned at the start of the show that you do have a another job yeah. but how many hours a week would you say that that you put into to like producing records and and then also like in in your your record label business do you know? Uh, do you know what? To be honest, I couldn't put a number on it, like <laughs> because because it's one of them things. Like when you've got, like most of us have got, a, have to have a nine to five. You kind of throw, you know, whether it whether it be half an hour one day or three hours another day, or you know, you just try and you're not on the clock, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every spare every spare minute that you can, and obviously, you know, you've got family, and you know, I've got my daughter and a partner and all the rest of it. Um, so you've obviously got to give them time as well, but you 
you can put in a quick half hour or a three hour session, or you might be able to like on my, on my day off, you know, I'll be in the studio for the whole day. Yeah. You know, so I couldn't put a number, I couldn't put a, a number of hours on it. But what I would say is every spare minute you can throw at it, just do that. Fantastic. Uh, and like you were saying earlier it's a, it's a passion project isn't it so yeah. so even if you were like kind of watching the clock and stuff i'd imagine that you without even realizing it you'd stack up more hours than than you were kind of counting so um <laughs> yeah I, sure man like i do i do like um my missus she <laughs> i'll say to her yeah um, i just gotta quickly go into the go into the man cave just to sort out um this little tweak i wanted to put on this track and like hour and a half later <laughs> i'm walking back into the house and she's like what are you what are you like but that's that's just that's that's the love right there yeah no great stuff mate i i can relate to that with uh, <laughs> some examples i've got of that as well so yeah. you're not alone um it's good to know that i'm not the only one doing that as well so it's, uh... <laughs> not, it's not just you dude it's not just you mate so Finally, just kind of interested on on uh, any inspiring quotes or words that you live by um, that help get you through those kind of difficult moments of, of things that perhaps are a little bit more tedious than some of the other tasks you, that you do. I think, I think, and, and you know, it, it's a quote that I've always remembered. And some some days you can, you know, you say these quotes yourself, and you know, you, you, it, it still doesn't quite go in. But most days. I, I I use a, a a famous Muhammad Ali one where he he used to say don't count the days make the days count and I think I think that is um, especially when you're trying almost trying to do two jobs yeah making making those those days count so that little half hour or little hour that you can grab you know make those those moments count make sure that you're not kind of you know ignoring ignoring your missus or whatever and just procrastinating in this in the studio or whatever it is you do make sure that time that you put into it is is productive and worth doing that is an absolute world beating <laughs> quote i love that and uh, i'll have to try and uh, instill that i'm trying to say that to myself uh, a bit more often because every now and again i'm a bit guilty of procrastinating but well, maybe we all are we all yeah. are <laughs> but but yeah as you say having uh, the double life of, of splitting your your job to pay the bills and then yeah. your, your passion job um, i think that's a, a perfect perfect quote so awesome thank you very much for that before we end the interview just want to give you a chance to kind of direct people where they can find you on social media or or websites and things like that well um as you mentioned earlier my latest project is project lando that's my my production alias for making music so you can catch me on twitter at project lando um and i have a facebook page project lando for the two record labels 10 ton beats that's t-e-n-t-o-n beats I have a website, which is 10tons.co.uk and Facebook pages as well for 10 Ton Beats and 10 Tons Deeper, which is my other label. And you can uh, even, you know, hit me up personally, uh, Louis Reckless on Facebook and on Twitter at TTB underscore 10 Ton Beats and at 10 Tons Deeper fantastic thank you very much owen um just for all you guys listening they all those details again will be in the show notes so you can have a single click to to get to those social media sites but thank you very much for being our first guest owen and hope to speak to you soon absolute pleasure mate looking forward to it 
How awesome is Owen? And I hope you agree that he is an absolutely inspiring character. As we mentioned earlier, I'm just going to run through some of the key points to take away and things for you to think about over the coming days and weeks. Now, the first of those being there aren't really any gatekeepers now. With the introduction of the internet and social media, it is a case that if you're good enough, then you can be found. So, for example, if you're interested in creating music, then the BBC offer the BBC Uploader where you can upload your music and potentially you could get played on the radio, which is something that was unheard of only a few years ago. But not only that, you could upload your music to channels such as YouTube or SoundCloud, where again, if people like what you do, then you're bound to get noticed. Another key thing to take away is that it's so easy to look at social media and only see the good bits of people's journeys. It does take a lot of time and commitment and self-belief to do what you're passionate about. So although it might not all fall into place in the first few weeks of you doing something, it's having that resilience and having that confidence and self-belief in what you're doing. It is important to get educated, but education comes in so many different factors, whether that's going to get some formal education or using the likes of YouTube, podcasts, blogs and being self-taught. Formal education is great, but equally you can do a lot in your own personal time at a very low cost. Remember that it's your journey and no one else's, so don't follow anyone else's dreams and don't get caught up in any kind of collective where it's not going to be following what it is that you want to do. Equally, don't overcomplicate things. Expensive equipment's great, but you can do a lot of things with simple free equipment. For example, the piece of software that I'm editing this podcast on is absolutely free. So if you're interested in editing podcast or music, count Audacity if you're on a, a Windows or a Mac. Finding a mentor can also be a real benefit. So if it is that you're interested in doing something, why not reach out to people? And a real valuable resource that I've found is LinkedIn. There's so many great people on there who are always willing to help. Owen's inspiring quote was absolutely perfect. I absolutely loved it and it's something that I'm going to be trying to live by a bit more and that being, don't count the days, make the days count from Muhammad Ali and what a wonderful quote that was. Now remember to check Owen out if you're interested in the drum and bass world. He has got some fantastic work available and even more of his records have been picked up by the BBC Introducing Space. So he is at Project Lando on Facebook and also on Twitter. I've linked those in the show notes and certainly check out his work. And thanks again to Owen for being on this first episode. You've been an absolute inspiration for me, sir, and I can't thank you enough. That just leaves me to say, don't forget that we have now got a second episode out as well. Jade is such an inspiring lady and I'd really recommend you go and listen to her episode because it's filled with not only her journey, but so many tips and advice that I think you can benefit from. So remember to subscribe if you like the show and follow us on Twitter or Facebook by searching at Get Work Savvy. And also you can find us on GetWorkSavvy.com. If you've liked the show, I'd love for you to give us a review and to rate us on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice as it really does help and I'd be ever so grateful if you were to do so. And don't forget, motivation's one thing, but you need to get work savvy. Looking forward to speaking to you soon. Take care until next time.